Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction. Ugh, I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I? Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? What's your name? She seemed so polite, poised like a gentle lady should be. Never mind the titanium alloy, which maintained her perfectly shine body. I tried to block out the pounding on the blast doors that kept my heart at a quick pace. The undead moaning that leaked in through the ventilation shaft above me. The gentle whine as the air filters slowly gave out. We were on backup generators already. They must have reached the power station. My name is Agent Z. What is your Earth like? Green, with lots of blue. Are there humans there? Among other creatures, yes. Any war? Not for some time. Sounds like a fun time in the big city. Our cities stretch into the horizon and serve as a trading point for 500 worlds. The nearest hostile race is 10 galaxies away and too incompetent to make the trip. What made you make the trip to our Earth? Your people made the trip first. Your soldiers screamed quite a bit when I arrived, telling me to put my hands up that I had until the count of three. Is that why you killed them? I killed them because they pointed weapons at me. That is what I was programmed to do. Is that why you were sent here? I was sent to warn you that the multiverse is not a playground. Treat the dynamite in your hands with the care it deserves, or we will light the fuse. Do you hear those hands pounding on the walls outside? I'm going to tell you a secret, lady. We're not the threat here. We should have stopped the Zombie King when we had the chance. Who is the Zombie King and why is he attacking us? Any chance your people will help us? My Earth knows the Zombie King is already on this world. No, they will not help you. I pulled out a black box with a red circle in the center, about the size of a pack of Marlboro lights, and placed it on the table. I smirked at her and said, Last night, we had a visitor at the checkpoint, which was surprising since this bunker is hidden deep in Colorado. And he said the funniest thing. What did it have to say? Well, you see, it turns out they're recruiting. His boss, the king, bears a striking resemblance to myself and he wanted me to be his regent on this timeline, that I would rule here in his stead, that I would be converted instead of consumed. Now, if you ask me, that's quite an offer. I see. And what was your response? Well, before I sawed his head off, he told me what this black box is. This is how they travel between timelines. It is crude, 
but recognizable. Show me how to use this. I want to go to your timeline. They will not help you. You said that Earth was a trading spot for 500 worlds. I will find someone. Please. There's not much time. The Silver Lady soundlessly sighed, imitating an annoyed human with perfect ease. Never thought I would annoy a robot the way I did my ex-wife and her mother and my mother, now that I think about it. But while I was thinking about it, the Silver Lady reached across the table for the black box faster than my reactions. A wire released from her wrist, joining with the black box. Here. I've made it simple for someone like you to understand. All you'll have to do is press the big red button in the center, and it'll take you to where you need to go. She held the black box in the palm of her hand, presenting it to me. I took a deep breath, snatched it from her hand, and pointed it to the wall. Pushing the big red button in the center, a bright shining vortex opened, shimmering with a blinding rainbow. And then the pounding on the blast door stopped. Ah! They were in the compound. Ah! Ah! I turned to the silver lady and said, ah! no! I'll be back. No! No. Ah! You won't. I ran toward the portal and jumped in backwards, just as the doors broke down. As the portal closed, I saw his face. My undead face. The face of the zombie king. closed behind me and I already knew I was too late because it was quiet and it wasn't just a lack of gunfire the absence of screaming it was the absence of speaking of being human beings had a radiant background noise to them especially in peaceful times and this was a peaceful world once I looked past the shattered glass that lined the city streets, the smoldering rubble, and imagined what the tall, opulent cities once were. (laughs) I'm such a fool. And here I thought if anyone had an answer, it would be them. But they couldn't save themselves. I am on my own. And the days after my portal closed, it was almost like a vacation. The food printers were still running. All of the homes were warm. Anything you could want was there. It would have been more fun if it wasn't so quiet. If there wasn't the smell. This world, like many others, had fallen victim to the gospel of the zombie virus that tore through the multiverse And as I wandered those lonely city streets through the days and nights, I couldn't find a soul. 
until I saw a large building with glass walls. The lights were on, and a woman was standing there. A beautiful brunette locked eyes with me and smiled. I could see the shimmer in her body, in her eyes. At best, she was a hologram. But my desperation for human contact told me that didn't matter. So I walked up to the first wall I saw, smashed a window, and walked in to say hi. Hello, stranger. What can I do for you? Hi. Um, where is everyone? They... Please repeat the question? When I got here, there was no one. You're the first person I've seen in days. Oh, stranger. I'm not a person. I'm an AI hollow assistant. How may I be of service? Um, what, what is this place? This is where people come to get their new model Airborns. Airborne? Well, they wouldn't walk, stranger. Although they must be walking. No one has gotten a new Airborne in months. So, an Airborne is like a vehicle you fly in. Like a flying car. You really must not be from around here. Are you... are you a walking person? Well, not when I don't have to, no. Hello, stranger. What can I do for you? Uh, uh, I would like to purchase an Airborne, please. I'm sorry. I don't understand the question. Can you repeat? <sighs> um, which, which part don't you understand? Purchase? Uh, may I have an Airborne? Of course. What sort would you like? Well, I I don't know. I've I've never flown a airborne before, so. Oh, well. I hope you know we welcome everyone at our store, even persons who walk. Please wait for my manager. They know how to speak to your people. <laughs> I uh I I doubt your manager's coming. Uh, your your whole world is dead. What does? Scanning news? Cannibals? Who is the zombie king? He's someone I'm looking for. Uh, did no one have... You, you've been alone here this whole time. They just... They just left one day. But I didn't know. They didn't tell me what screaming meant. Just to call the healers. But the healers were all screaming too. I didn't... Hey, it's... It's okay. You aren't supposed to know what to do here. The humans didn't know what to do either. That's that's why they're all dead. What? What do I... Hello, stranger. What can I do for you? Um, I've never flown in an airborne before. Can you help? Of course. Would you like to wait for my manager? You know, I I think you can handle it. I followed the shimmering, pleasant-looking AI to what looked like a floating Cadillac convertible with its wheels stripped off. We have several custom options to fit your busy lifestyle. Tell me, do you have any human offspring? If so, how many and what is their weight in liquid grams? Um, no human offspring that I know of. 
what is the most basic generic version of this? And can it be in black? Oh, of course. Right away. The AI pushed a button on the left side of the floating car, and a steering wheel formed in front of the driver's seat, along with twin pedals for stop and go at the floorboard. Some things stayed the same across the multiverse. I turned to the pleasant-looking, shimmering, floating AI and asked, How do I, um... It's already linked to your brain. Just think about flying, then push the stop and start pedals at the floorboard. Since you're accustomed to ground cars from your world, they've been fashioned to resemble the choices your people make. We accept all persons from across the multiverse here, even, and especially persons who walk. Well, speaking for my people, thank you. Would you like to come with me? I... I... I can't. Hello, stranger. What can I do for you? Hello, stranger. What can I do for you? I smiled at her and said, I'd like to fly my new airborne out of here. Is that okay? Of course. Could you do me a favor? Yeah, sure. Could you power me down? How, how do I, um... You have to ask me to power down. I can't ask myself now, can I? <sighs> All right. Could you power down till your manager gets back? shot out of the portal, still smoking from the fires on the previous earth. I scanned the skyline. There was rubble in the distance, a field of fallow farmland underneath me. The sky was red, with a hint of green streaking through. It was morning in the Midwest. My co-pilot sat next to me, a beautiful hollow projection of the voice inside my car. She wore blue jeans and a hoodie. Her dark brown hair pulled back at a bun. Her smile algorithmically designed to put me at ease. Her laugh calculated to ease any tension in the room. She made galvanting through the multiverse in search of a zombie king seemed like fun. Like life had only been this. Hard to believe it's only been six months. Do me a favor and scan for any radio broadcast. Let's see if anyone's still alive. I'm not picking up any radio signals. Hey, I got a surprise for you. I'm going to set us down outside the city. Fair enough. Go to sleep, boss. I leaned back in the driver's seat, closing my eyes as we descended into the ruined Midwest. I opened my eyes and looked to the left. 20th century American houses, white with picket fences, filled my view as they lined a dirt road. A light turned on to my right, with the simple title Diner, proudly displayed with bright white lights above the main door. A red neon sign sprang to life, proclaiming to the ruined earth that they were, indeed, open. As I walked in, I turned to the beautiful brunette standing behind the counter. 
She wore a simple black diner dress with white trim lining the outfit, shimmering with holographic greasy spoon grime and the fluorescent lights that flickered throughout the empty diner. Ambient background voices spoke like ghosts from the past through the speakers in the ceiling. A light scent of cigarette smoke lingered throughout the establishment. I smiled. She remembered my birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. This is... How, how did you... This is the sort of place you grew up in, right? My mother worked in a place like this. When I scanned for radio signals, I picked up this diner. Thank you. This is the best present I've ever gotten. What's for breakfast? Spaghetti MREs. (laughs) Yeah, that feels right. All the protein powder in the back got wet, so the food printers won't work. But we don't have to deal with giant killer wasps, so there's that. Well, it's good to be positive. The shimmering brunette walked into the back of the diner. I looked around and saw a familiar face on the wall. It was Winston Carmichael, his face caked in condiments, a smile reflected in the woman standing next to him. Nicole, they made it work on this world too. Old friends? On my world, they were soldiers in my platoon. We all met on deployment. He saved her life, and she made him a better man. And they had a little boy, and they named him after me. What happened? I, I killed him. Well, not him. The zombie Winston. He was the one who came to recruit me on my world the night I left. He, he showed me what the black box was, and he didn't beg when I killed him. And I think he came there that night so that I, I would... Um, I, I could still smell his blood on my hands. But then I remember what happened to the Winston and the Nicole from my world. And I looked for them. But when you couldn't find someone, that usually meant only one thing. And then as my eyes unfocused out from the far distance of a thousand yards, they locked with her eyes. Those brown eyes. And then she put her hand on my shoulder. I'm glad you found me. You're not alone. We got each other. I smiled, pulling myself out of old memories. She was getting good at that. I followed her to the counter, where my MRE had been neatly prepared in the 3D printed plastic trays. The tray divided into three sections. MRE spaghetti in the center section, the potatoes al gratin in the side cup, like a gentleman would, and a cup of steaming hot MRE coffee in the steel canteen cup, completing the trio. Five-star dining on a dead earth. You let me know if you need anything else, sweetie. I'll be right back. Then she walked to the back of the kitchen, complaining to a non-existent cook, and completing the illusion of the diner. She was a good woman. I told you 30 minutes ago there was a table of six waiting. 30 minutes. What is the holdup? <laughs> if we manage to kill the zombie king, I'll probably marry her.
Agent Z and the Zombie Slayers was written, directed, and produced by Derwin Lester II. The character of Agent Z was portrayed by Derwin Lester II. All artificial intelligent voices were portrayed by Maggie Rose. Sound effects were found on freesound.org. The diner background voices were provided by Alan Stacy. Background screams were provided by Adrian Calzone and V-Town Punks at freesound.org. Tune in next Monday morning at 0700 because the fight to stop the zombie king continues. <laughs>